You can find the comic book characters on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash kneelbeforepod or follow us on Twitter at cbcharacters. You can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. And now you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Search comic book characters. Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred, and as always, I've got my gracious co-host, Chris, the creator, Gossetus. Sir, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing just great, man. Fantastic. Fantastic. That is always a pleasure to hear, my friend. Um, We've got a lot of stuff to cover this week. Um, You know, we've got some fantastic news regarding Justice League. Uh, that we're going to be really excited to share with you. Um, some very interesting news regarding a Batman-related property. You know, I say mm. interesting in quotations, and you'll see what I mean. Uh, and then, you know, I, I honestly, I don't know how this keeps coming up. It's Marvel, that's why. I mean, when are they going to stop? I We get it, okay? We get it. Spider-Man is like a thing. Okay, people may or may not like him. I don't know. <laughs> Fifth reboot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, can you get it right? But yeah, we're we have a little bit of Spider-Man news. Uh, you know, I, we won't spend a lot of time on it. I promise. Uh, we we know that everyone is getting tired of it. Uh, but we do have a little bit of of news regarding a, a trailer, a trailer that Ooh. they decided to release. I, you know, honestly, I'm I'm tipping my hat a little bit. Did they need to release a trailer? I don't know. Oh, the hype train is rolling. So, but let, you know what? Let's just get going. Let's just get going. Um, right. we're, we're, Onto the good stuff. We're here in April. Let's let's move forward with this. Um, okay, I'm really excited about this. Justice League. They 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 released it. Now you might think that this is a small thing, but it is a small bit of news that really lends itself to a whole lot of, of great, fantastic opportunity. And that's that Justice League runtime has been released. And we're not getting uh, we're not getting a measly 90 minutes. No. It's, it's not an hour and a half. We're not even Whoa. getting 120 minutes. Okay? This is not Matt Penfield. Right. <laughs> okay? We're not even getting two. We are getting nearly 180 minutes. We're getting almost three hours. We're getting... Two hours and fifty minutes. Oh man! Of a Zack Snyder-led Justice League epic DCEU film. Wow! <laughs> and just I, yeah, no, this is this is great. Uh, I've not heard this before. Um, when did this come out? They just this just released. I mean, they okay. just announced this like I think within the last twenty-four hours. So I mean, I know I don't have to tell you. The DCU has been knocking it out of the park. Yeah, uh, just from 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 TV screen to movie screen. Definitely, you know, we're getting these dynamic action pieces in every film they do. They're casting. We're talking Will Smith as Deadshot. Okay, we're talking Jai Courtney, Jai the man, Jai Courtney man. as Boomerang, Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang, please don't forget. And the thing is, you know. You, you would think like they would be they would do the the dumb thing and and put too much of him in the film, but no, they just give you a little taste in Suicide I mean, Squad, just perfectly done. 
Right. You, you got to accept the next. It's a sous-son, if you will. Right. Of what to come. Just perfect use of the Joker. The best use of the Joker I've ever seen. I mean, Suicide the movie, uh, again, we keep coming back. We keep singing the praises of Suicide Squad, but it did win an Academy Award. Uh, right. Where's, where's Marvel? Where you at, Marvel? I mean, Marvel is just failing at every step. How about they take a step back? Right. And look at what DC, Warner Brothers are doing. Guys, learn, take notes. Learn from your competition. It's what Apple and IBM did. Yeah, no shame. No shame. We're getting we're getting off the, we're getting off the topic a little bit. Yeah. So, so much excitement. So much excitement. Zack Snyder. Oh my God, man. I mean, so you know, the, people say that Zack Snyder is the Alfred Hitchcock of this generation. Yeah, I, I mean, can't I, argue against that. No, I, I, I would I would have said Coppola, but okay, yeah. Okay, Coppola, yeah. I mean, all rarefied air, right? But mm-hmm. here's, here's the thing I'm most looking forward to. Zack Snyder, slow-mo action, okay? Right. But then you get two hours and 50 minutes of it. It's going to feel like the best five hours of your life. It, I mean, there's so many different characters, and they all have to have that sort of focus on them, right? So it just makes sense that this would be uh, an event, man. I'm I'm so jazzed. You know, I, I don't even know what I'm most excited about. There's so many different things. Um, you know, there's there's so much opportunity for um, some really dark Aquaman scenes. You know, we know Superman is going to definitely be in the film. They haven't advertised it yet. But I want to see a dark and gritty Superman. That is very true to what I feel Superman should be like. Um so I'm yeah. I'm really I'm real excited to see these guys interact. There, you know, I was worried. I was worried that there wasn't going to be enough time with all of these characters. Those worries are gone. Yeah. No, this looks like it's coming together really nicely. I mean, uh, wow! Just I mean, another another win for DC over there. DCE, also, DCU. fantastic. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before, but maybe this might not be the final runtime. Right. Right. So, you know, one thing that we've talked about in the past is that, you know, DC Warner Brothers, they're pioneers. They're uh-huh. trailblazing because what they've been doing is either theatrical, theatrically, oh, can I talk today? Theatrically, either release, re-releasing the film as an extended cut, uh, either giving it a rated R rating or just extra minutes or on the Blu-ray uh, doing extended where you're pushing 20, 30 more minutes of fantastic greatness into the film. So, you're right. I didn't even think about that. What a great point. We might be spending, I mean, and I'm crossing my fingers right now. Listeners in the CBCU, mm-hmm. I know you can't see what I'm doing. Crossing my fingers. We might be able to spend over three hours just just absorbing this film. I can't wait. I mean, how uh, the potential here, because the slow motion scenes, yeah, he's really great. He's, it's the best thing he does, right? So... Have that apply not just to the action sequences, but maybe to like the character building moments in between those action sequences. Right. I mean, you just need to spend as much time as possible with these characters to get to know them. Definitely. Um, you know, there, there's if we get any more Clark Kent at the at the um, I almost said the Daily Bugle at the Daily Planet. <laughs> let's let's the run that paper. Let's run that back in slow mo with Perry White. Let's get some Lawrence Fishburne. Some jowl movement in slow mo. I want everything. Yeah. I want all if, of it. If we if we got the cast, let's use them. Use them. Use those tools. You know, I I, I don't. I have I have all the faith in the world that the DCEU, Warner Brothers, and Zack Snyder. Pardon me. Will use all of those tools to the full capacity. Yeah. I think that they should. That the E in EU should be excitement, 
The DC <laughs> Excitement Universe. There we go. I mean, you're welcome, Warner Brothers. You can have that. Use that for your marketing moving forward. All right. We're going to jump in to what we know you all want to hear more about. More Warner Brothers. More DC yeah. stuff. Because um, they're just crushing it. Um, this is, this is, you know, it, it's it's news because it's Warner Brothers. We know you want to hear it. But, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to. It's I got to temper that a bit because this this news I and, and huh? maybe I'm tipping my hat here a little bit. Okay. I don't know that this is the right direction, but oh, we did get a, a rare misstep. We did get some some big news, and I'm already I have a big question mark here with this. Once I tell you, and I'll explain real quickly why, but then I want your thoughts. Right. Apparently, Joss Whedon of uh, like Firefly and Serenity, and I mean a couple like, of Marvel films. I think I think he did Dollhouse. Yeah, doll. Yeah, dollhouse. Yeah, with the Dushku, Eliza Dushku in that. Yeah. Um, you know, one of his better known properties. Right. Um. He's been uh, apparently attached to direct the Batgirl, uh, or Batgirl, a Batgirl project for Warner Brothers. Which, hey man, more Warner Brothers projects? Yes, yes, yes. But again, you know, when we just said that Marvel should be taking notes from DC. I don't. I don't know if it needs to go in the reverse. Like oh, DC's yeah. pulling a Marvel director. I mean, we already saw kind of what Avengers and Age of you know Age of Ultron did. I I don't think that's what people want. I I'm I'm a little suspect of this cast of this directing choice from Warner Brothers. What right. are your thoughts, man? Well, he does have a kind of a, a weird track record, right? I mean, so uh, he's just he thinks he can write women really well and like. Uh, he, he thinks he can like you know empower them and stuff, but it really just falls flat. Um, there's really no character development that goes on whatsoever. It's just really weird to see. I, I wonder why these the, the DC suits make this kind of call. Really weird. Like, a lot yeah. of a lot of one note characters in his past for right. sure. I mean, doesn't know how to do ensemble. Can't do a central protagonist. The dialogue really falls flat <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. You know, I it's. Like I said, I'm I'm always excited to share some DC news, but mm. this just to me on its face. Now we're gonna you know we'll see how this plays out. On its face, though, I think it's a step in the wrong direction. If anything, maybe they get Zack Snyder to exec produce. Oh, that'd be nice. And then you know, kind of jump into the director's chair here and there. You know, m- make sure things stay on track. Right. Well, they already have assets like the editing crew who came and kind of. Uh... We made Suicide Squad the 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 winner that it was Academy uh, Award winning. I mean, yeah, yeah. If we if we get, if, if we just have a kind of shoddy director like Whedon, and we have the editing crew backing him up, I think they'll keep him in line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's meek. You know, he's gonna he's gonna acquiesce. I think. I think if you push him a little, he he you know he'll know to stay in line. So maybe so yeah maybe my fears are are founded then. You know maybe they'll be okay. All right. So. Oh yeah. I see the list. Okay, yeah, you see it. All right, sorry, everyone out in the CBC universe. It's just something that happened. We have to cover it. No, no one's looking forward to it. These are the motions. Go through them with us. Just yeah, it won't take long. Promise it won't. It won't take long. It's like, it's like a, it's like a virgin on his, you know, first time he's going. He's it's, oh it's whoa, be over real a quick. Spicy it's there, over quick. Um, we got a Spider-Man trailer. And, you know, uh, all I can say is, I, you know, what is this? The, 
the sixth movie, seventh movie, technically. I've lost count. With Spider-Man. I mean, enough with the Spider-Man already. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm real psyched. I, I like that Michael Keaton is doing stuff. It's, it's good to see that the man can still work. Marvel using DC again. Big surprise. Right. No, see, and then maybe that's what that's where that comes from, you know, where I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, maybe I'm into this a little with the Michael Keaton. You've got right. the DC, the original, the original Batman pulling his weight, really pulling more than his weight. But come on, man. Do we, I mean, we all know who Spider-Man is, Marvel. You, you can, you can calm down. You can back off a bit. Plus, you know, the trailer, the, it's a lot of flash. You know, doesn't seem like it has a lot of substance. Um, you know, it, it's like it's like Marvel thinks, you know, just because Robert Downey Jr. is a name, that it's going to draw <laughs> eyeballs. And I just exactly what other sign that your your intellectual property is in disrepair when you have to like start chaining other people into it? God, it, it's so silly. It's just like we see you, Marvel. We know what you're doing, and we're going to call you out on it. Right. I'm, and we get a lot of flack for doing that a lot. But come on. It, I mean, they, they make millions. They can take this. It's all right. It yeah. has to be done. We have to call them out. Somebody has to be the voice of the fans. We're happy to be here to do that for you all. So anyway, I don't want to spend any more time on it than that because it doesn't deserve more time than that. No. All right. Well, <sighs> I mean, I feel like, you know, things are going pretty nice. <laughs> Man, what the hell was that? What the fuck? Okay, so what the okay? Um, oh man, Jesus! What the fuck just happened? Okay, is it just okay? You were there, right? So you saw Bernie Sanders was president, right? The the one healthcare act just got passed. It was single payer, single payer across the board. People were screaming, "Build a trench!" What does that even mean? (laughs) It was amazing. Oh my god! I think Did you see the thing about the women's healthcare. Yeah, well, women's hygiene products covered a thousand percent across the board. I saw the little ticker. Uh, what else was on there? Like free college tuition for everyone. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't even college. They called it grade seventeen and shit. Oh my it, god! Oh Did, my god! Did you see that thing with the uh, with Shaq? He won <laughs> the Nobel, Nobel Prize. Prize. Nobel Prize for Shaq. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> for proving that the world was flat. Jesus, yeah, did you see, and then they had the thing where, the, you know, because they had the thing when the people were like, there was a conspiracy about the earth might be round. God. What the fuck? Oh. Holy shit, dude. I don't know what that was. Uh, the God place. damn it, oh, man. Upside down. April 1st, what the fuck is wrong with you? What just happened? Ugh. Wow. I hate so much. Oh. <sighs> What a long week. I just <laughs> I just want to talk about some comic stuff. Right? So weird. God. I'm tired. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> so confused right now. Okay. Well. One right. thing that happened. One thing that we know always happens is that. We got some fantastic Spider-Man news. What? <laughs> Hip hop horns, dude. Spider-Man trailer, second trailer came out. Yes, sir. Uh, I know you know because I messaged you right away. I messaged everybody. <laughs> I I fucking 
broke my phone. My phone heated up like a lava, like a lava, like a volcano. <laughs> you and broke the internet, but I just for yourself. Broke the internet just for me, though. Just the one man uh, broken internet. Uh, holy hell, man! Um, you know what? You know what? I, I'm I'm not even gonna say anything yet. What were your initial reactions to the Spider-Man, uh, the second Spider-Man Homecoming trailer? Um, well, actually, I was kind of like, oh, they're almost revealing too much because there are a couple of plot points here and there. Right. I think that were uh, given away in the trail in the trailer. Yeah. But I was like, ah, I guess that's okay. Uh, man, I'm 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 a huge fan of like the trailers that just you know that really don't say much. I guess you call them teasers now. Right. Or like the, the trailer for the trailer is what they are. Like, you know, like we talked about it before, like James Gunn does fantastic, uh, fantastic work with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Right. Because everything in those trailers supposedly takes place like in the first 30 minutes of the film. He's, he's introducing characters almost. He's getting a little bit of character relationships down. Right. And and it's fantastic. I love the way he does it. I, I completely agree. As much as I love the trailer and I love the way the look of the film. Yeah. There, there was a lot of um, um, kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not hesitation. I guess hesitation. But there was uh, a little bit of of uneasiness. Yeah. In terms of the director for Spider-Man: Homecoming, ah, and I'm losing the name right now, but it's, he's the guy who directed Vacation. John Francis Daly, I think. John Daly. Okay. Um, or Francis Daly, something like that. Anyway, where's Francis? <laughs> so people were like a little suspect I think is the word I'm looking for um, hmm. as to whether or not that this person could actually do this film and from a cinematographer standpoint from a like how the film looks I think it looks great yeah it looks it looks top notch it looks polished the action sequences look great but I completely agree I feel like they went through pretty much the whole fucking film um, yeah you know, so we're going to link the trailer down. If you haven't seen it, if you want to pause real quick, watch it three minutes. We're not going to go over through the whole thing, but we are going to go through kind of what it reveals. So spoilers, mm-hmm. I guess. But if you've seen the trailer, then same thing. Um, it shows uh, Peter and, and Tony and they're working together. And Tony's and Tony's basically telling him, keep a low profile. Just handle your shit in your neighborhood or whatever. We'll take care of the other stuff. He, Peter doesn't listen. Uh, shit goes wrong. Tony comes and helps. Uh, and then he basically tells him, give me back the suit because you're not ready. Give me the suit. And then we see Peter in this old homemade suit, which looks pretty cool, actually. Uh, but then he gets his ass busted by Vulture. Mm. And then it's like, then it's going to come down to him against Vulture again, essentially, you know, for all the marbles. And that's pretty much the whole trailer. Like, they they show the whole arc. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I don't think it's the right way to go, but it's already happened. So what are you going to do now? (laughs) But the beginning, the beginning was great because it had like just some parts where like, uh, you know, he's putting on the suit on an alley. He's fucking around, you know, swinging, uh, swinging through buildings and shit. And then, um, he like kind of cannonballs into the pool. Yeah. That was great. That was some John Hughes shit. Um, so yeah, it's just really weird. I don't know. They, it's too too much of a you know too wide a scope I guess, but it would be great if it was just like reports of Spider Man on the news and shit going on. Right, like save some of the action. Like we see him, like I think he's on a plane or maybe he's on the Vulture. He's like uh-huh. webbed to him and he's like getting like tossed about in midair. 
Yeah. Like he's like almost like a tattered flag. It looks awesome. Save that for the fucking movie, man. Like, right. I, mean, I don't need to see that right now. I don't. The part where Tony comes in and stops a boat that's being that's that has been halved, and kind of helps push it back together. It's like, god damn it! I almost wonder if this is Sony and Sony's marketing. Yeah. Like, getting too nervous because that's what the that's the, what they fucking do. I no, wonder if it's them right. getting too nervous and like we gotta show more Robert Downey Jr. We gotta show Iron Man. People want Iron. People like the Iron Man. And I bet you that's what it is. Yeah. Because I know if it were Marvel straight, like if it were just the MCU, Marvel Studios, I I feel like they wouldn't have done any of that. Right. Yeah. We we don't know, but I can just like I kind of you know can strongly assume we know. Um. But yeah, man, I am super psyched. I mean, I love the way the movie looks, and I of course was going to see it ten times anyway. But um, (laughs) how many screens can you go to on day one? Right. I I want to say. The Raimi, Spider-Man 2, Raimi, uh-huh. the Raimi one, I saw it twice in one day. I'm pretty wow. sure I, saw right. it. I did see it twice in one day, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, I love the way it looks. I love all of that. I just, um, you know, I really wish they hadn't revealed so much. Uh, we are going to link the trailer down below, though, on the thread on Facebook. On forward, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Neil before pod if you're trying to find it. Um, and we'll, we'll link it there. All right. So moving on, dude, I know you're, yeah. you're super psyched about this. Uh, uh and I, honestly, I, I mean, I am too, but I know you especially, we got some fantastic news. DC Warner brothers finally making a good move. <laughs> and ironically, question mark, I like, but ironically, like we've been talking about them needing to kind of follow Marvel's suit a little more. Mm-hmm. They they took that advice and ran with it. <laughs> they they fucking stole a guy essentially. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. I mean, literally the highest grossing superhero film of all time, Avengers. They they got that director, Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. is going to be is going to direct a Batgirl project for the DC Warner Brothers DC EU. I'm gonna step back here. What are your thoughts, man? I know you you're a big Whedon fan. You're a big Buffy fan. Yeah. Uh, no, this is great. This is a uh, fuck. I hope the suits don't fuck it up. That's my only <laughs> worry just because that's kind of the problem he had at Marvel. Uh, right. you know, well, the problem I guess he had was that, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron had the entire cast and crew and he wanted his own parts of it. And like, you know, the way he wanted it, he wanted the romance story. He wanted the dialogue the way it was, but you know, there's three new characters being introduced and Ultron to write for. So it was a lot. Uh, he kind of got burned out. He almost had like a nervous breakdown. I mean, I don't yeah. blame him. Like, you know, Ig and I used to joke that when they announced that the Russo brothers were going to be doing Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And then also once we kind of heard about like what that's going to involve, we're like, well, shit. Yeah, they got the Russo brothers because that's two dudes. Yeah. Because like <laughs> one person can't handle all this. That's insane. You're going to kill someone. Um, right. Yeah. Um, no, this is this is great. Um I really, really hope that he's like total creative control of the story because that's where he excels at. He's gonna, he's gonna help um, the character. I, I guess it's gonna be Barbara Gordon. We don't really know him right now, do we? No, but it, yeah, it's yeah. probably gonna be Barbara Gordon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's in good hands. If it's in Whedon, he knows exactly what to do. Um, yeah, the big part, the big reason why Buffy has been such a mainstay over the past twenty years. Shout out to all the four Buffy listeners out there. Um, <laughs> hey man, I think they're featured in an Entertainment Weekly cover yeah, this week I, or I, next week. So yeah, I meant to go pick that up. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it, after even after twenty years, it still has a huge following Definitely. because it uses the metaphor of like super superpowers uh, for adolescents and stuff. 
So, it, complete right, right, stri- right, right stroke to make. Complete right, uh, right decision. So I like it. I think I think it is a masterful stroke, and I can't think of a better director to do a bad girl project. Um, it really, and again, I it's funny because I and I know, you know, we get a lot of shit for talking about Marvel all the time, <laughs> like we're a couple of Marvel fanboys, but it makes me wonder. Like, and I really feel Marvel dropped the ball here mm. because I know Whedon wanted to do a Black Widow project. Yeah, shit, man. And he would have been perfect to do a solo Black Widow project. They eventually didn't think it was that high of a priority or, or whatever. Yeah. And now DC came in, Warner Brothers came in, and they said, okay, well, we'll just do our <laughs> own kind of Black Widow with Batgirl. And that's the, I mean, that's a perfect directing choice for that yeah. kind of film. I I just can't, I almost, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves by a lot, or at least I am. Mm-hmm. I can't see how he doesn't knock this out of the park. It's such in his wheelhouse. Like, Yeah, no, I'll definitely put money on that. That's fine. Yeah, I'll call it now. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. So we're, you know, obviously we're both really excited. And as we get more information, we'll definitely be posting, you know, on, on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, so get at us there, Twitter at CB characters. Uh, we'll pet, we'll post, you know, uh, the information, the news, uh, we'll, we'll pet it too. We, we can pet it. Definitely. Wait, what? <laughs> so, uh, the, the next item. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not even going to say what the next item is. I'm going to just. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm just going to make the reaction that I literally made out loud to no one. Oh, OK. You want when, me to set you up? No, no. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, you you say what it is. Okay. And then I'm just going to react the way I did when I read this for the first time. All right. All right. This just in on WCBC radio. The Justice League movie is going to be about three hours long. <laughs> literally my reaction out loud to no one um okay so i mean right off the bat right off the batman yeah <laughs> um you know what's gonna happen they're gonna they're gonna make a they're gonna make a goddamn Extended Blu-ray, yeah. Ultra HD yeah. release, lenticular Jesus. 3D, D-box <laughs> version. D-boxed? <laughs> and it's going to be like three hours and 30 minutes long. <clears throat> like, yeah, this doesn't bode well at all. I mean, Zack Snyder movies already feel like, you know, it's like if he were the direct- director equivalent of like a Quasar, you know, like how an ounce of it is like a thousand tons. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> has has Zack Snyder through his unique directing lens? Has he figured out like spice sp- spice space time continuum? Like does he <laughs> does he know how to make time like shriek and elongate? Because that's what it feels like. If so, NASA right. needs to get him on the payroll right now. Um, He's in the wrong field. Uh, wrong field of study for sure. Uh, uh, okay, so the thing is, if 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 I had any faith that they could do character-driven story that was that made sense, that involved zero Jolly Ranchers, <laughs> I would say I would say okay, 
there's a lot of characters in this film. There's a lot of stuff you're going to have to cover. Right. Um, it's a team film. It's your first big DC team. Well, no, it's not your first big team up because BVS had Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. But, but it's but it's your, but it's your first real team movie. I could see needing a lot of this time, but I have zero faith that no, they're yeah. going to execute anything the way they need to to make use of the time in a in an efficient way. Christ, it's going to be so. How are they doing this? I don't understand the reason how they're doing why they're doing this. They're they're having the team up movie before the individual movies. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's the thing, and again, we've talked about this before. They should be taking notes from Marvel, but for whatever yeah. reason, they think they're smarter than everyone, and they're going to be like, we're, we're going to do the opposite. We're going to do the opposite. Okay, now who would do that? Who would do something so dumb as to take what has worked and then do the opposite <laughs> of it? <laughs> like who would ever do that? That's really dumb. Anybody in any entertainment field that would ever want to do something like that, you're an idiot. <laughs> we're calling so, you out. <laughs> we're calling you out. Any people that might do something like that for shits and giggles or whatever. All you first year uh, fiction majors. <laughs> I don't want to read Hemingway. I don't want to write that game, so I'm not going to read it. But uh, you know. I just here's here's my question. My one question I'm going to ask you. Yeah. yeah. I really want you to answer this for me. Consult the oracle. Yes, please. I've come a long way. It's, a, it's been a bit <laughs> of a journey. It took me like 3 hours and 30 minutes. Oh. <laughs> That's like a Zack Snyder film. <laughs> here's, here's my question. It's a unit of measurement now. Yeah. Um Here's here's my question. Is it possible that this will be the first film to clock in at nearly three hours, maybe over three hours on the extended release, mm-hmm. where the entire film takes place at night for that length of time? Are we not uh, going to see any daytime in a three-hour film? After much deliberation, the only daytime you'll see is indoors. There you go. Is that like from the like the fluorescent lights and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like coming in slightly off camera. Right. Maybe just slightly seeping in. Yeah, but never like direct sunlight because no, that no. costs too much money to to do CGI CGI in or some shit. I don't know. So okay, I, let me let me step back. I keep saying that, but let me let me step back for a second. You're stepping back like Kobe over there, man. Yeah, man. I'm traveling. Watch some ankles. I'm traveling. Um. Oh, we've got a basketball-related comic item coming up, too, by the way. Actually, that's next. It's coming, fam. I'm so I excited. I thought that was a segue. Oh, nice. Oh, that would have been a great segue. But, like, I actually wanted to try to come back to just, like, real quick. Do you think there's – what do you – I don't even know how to phrase What's this. Like, on, what do you yeah. think with almost three hours of screen time, what uh, are you hoping that they do? What's one thing that you hope that they get right? Uh, I hope that they have character-driven moments through dialogue. I yeah. hope that you get to know who these characters are a little bit by what they say, and you know, the, it's not on the nose or anything. I don't want to tell them like I'm a good guy because a lot of bad things happened in my past. None of that shit. Just you know, give me give me light moments of the, them. Let their personalities come through through the dialogue. <coughs> that's all I want. I think that's great. I hope with Aquaman, especially Aquaman and Cyborg, and and Flash too, but like. Especially Aquaman and Cyborg, because these are two characters. Cyborg. Don't you mean not Iron Man? Yeah. Black Iron Man, not War Machine. <laughs> um, not War Machine Part 2. Uh, these are two characters we really haven't ever seen represented in any real way. 
right. um, either on TV or film. I know that they have had like small cameos or whatever in Smallville or whatever. That's what I'm talking about. Flash has his own TV show. Uh, Superman, Batman, we've seen. Wonder Woman, we've seen. But Aquaman and Cyborg are completely new. And now's your chance to impress and shine with your first impression. So I hope that they do that. Uh, they certainly will have a lot of time. Let's see, and let's hope that that's what happens. Okay, going back to the Kobe reference that you made, which yeah. is really great. <laughs> by the way, um, we're, and we're not by any means the people to break this news, but they did just make a giant shack statue, I think, outside of Staples Center Yeah, in L.A. It's pretty cool. It's like him hanging from a rim, like he's dunking. Oh, no. It's really, it's a really nice-looking statue. However, people on the Internet have made the... Uh, made the observation that his face does look a little bit like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, really? Which is <laughs> awesome. Is it uh, the same dude who did the Cristiano Ronaldo Oh, no. Statue? No, no. You mean, you mean the chick from the Lionel Richie music video? <laughs> no. That is who they got to do that statue, right? Jeez. Holy it hell. Has, that is nightmare-inducing. <clears throat> nightmare fuel, dude. Like, that's... Like, I thought that was part of the It trailer. <laughs> Um, okay, back to the basketball though. We yeah. did get some uniquely crossed over, crossover basketball comic related news, and I'm really happy to talk about this because it's in our hometown here of San Antonio. Tim Duncan just two well, time, two time, countdown city. Tim Duncan, greatest power forward of all time, and I don't want to hear an argument otherwise. Just I'm not going to hear it. This is an objective opinion. Uh, it is. Not, yeah. Yeah. Subjective, objective opinion. Uh, wait, what? It's yeah, an yeah. Objective, objective fact. It's an objective. Objective fact. opinion. Now, fucking run with it. Okay, objective <laughs> opinion. Double you know, O. We don't have to be in the pocket of big reality, man. It's no. an objective opinion. Yeah, yeah. Reality's already done a number on us earlier today, uh, so <laughs> let's leave it at that. Tim Duncan had a daughter. Um, he and his girlfriend had a daughter, and he named his daughter Quill, which. <clears throat> on the surface, it's, it really it's a pretty name. It's it's cute. It's definitely different, aww. right? Aww, 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 aww. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. He named his daughter Quill after Peter Quill, aka Star Lord <laughs> from shit. Guardians of the Galaxy. Get wow. this man a ticket to the red carpet premiere, Marvel and James Gunn. <laughs> the dude just named his offspring after one of your characters. He, he went straight Kevin Smith. Yeah. Dude is as big of a nerd as Kevin Smith, man. That is awesome. I love Tim Duncan. I love this so much. He's, uh, al- he's already on the cover of a Punisher comic book. Yeah. Um, named his daughter Quill. I mean, that is like, that is some real commitment. <laughs> it's a, And it is a beautiful name. It really is. But like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I knew Tim was a nerd. And I say this with all the love in my heart. Had no idea he was this big of a nerd. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Oh. What's up, Tim? I know you're listening. Yeah, man. Can we? I mean, can he be added to the playoff roster? I know this isn't a basketball podcast, but can he be added to the uh, the playoff roster for the Spurs so we can maybe beat those pesky Warriors? Um, we'll see. Okay. Mm. All right. Here's here. Here we come to the fun part of the podcast where I can't pronounce the name. Yeah, this is going to be real fun. So, the director of Thor Ragnarok. Here we go. Drum roll. Taika Watiti. Oh, almost. Yeah. 
is apparently been spotted on the set of Avengers Infinity War, huh. um, which is pretty cool. We don't know why. Maybe he's just, you know, chilling. Maybe there's a teaser at the end of Thor Ragnarok that ties into Infinity War. So they're like letting him on the set to kind of see how that rolls. Maybe he's having some input onto Infinity War because again, this this features like a cast of like 160 people. Maybe the Risser brothers are like, yeah, we don't mind outsourcing a little bit of this work to to somebody else in the MCU stable hmm. uh, stable. Um, so this actually lets us spend a little time talking about Thor Ragnarok again. There actually was a promotional poster that's been released it's like a it's like a painted thing it looks like an alex ross painting almost and it's got hulk in his gladiator type outfit very reminiscent of um of planet hulk and then it's got thor and they're like back to back and it looks like they're almost like in a coliseum or stadium my question here to you is and Mm -hmm. i i didn't even we have not talked about this off the air or anything this is just off the cuff so if if we take the analogy that Hulk is Maximus Aurelius in Gladiator, oh. Oh. <laughs> what other Marvel MCU character would you like to see portray another famous cinematic character? Like switch them <laughs> into the role. Oh like, my god! Um, <clears throat> you know, you could have a, uh, you could have you know you you could have like Falcon in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> okay, so like yes, that. you can have a. Uh, Black Panther and uh, Coming to America. Oh, yes. I think he just won. I think that was it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I got it. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> was it UHS, UHF where it was the supplies closet and they opened it up and it was the guys going, supplies? Yeah. That – that no! actor replaced with a Wong. <laughs> with a mystical closet. No. Oh, supplies strange. Oh, uh, dude. What have a, I got? I have Agamotto. <laughs> what about Wong as Mr. Miyagi in the Karate oh, Kid? Oh, I missed it. Ah, <laughs> uh. uh, wax. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Wax on. Wax on. <laughs> Wong on, Wong on. Wong on. <laughs> paint, the, paint the fence. Paint the, I can't do it. I can't. Sweet, sweet day. Oh no, I can't do it. Oh, I oh can't God. do it. <laughs> and then, of course, of course, uh, Spy- Peter Parker as the geek in Breakfast Club. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's just like the same guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow, that was a nice little side tangent. Uh, yeah, anyway, I think it's pretty cool that, that Watiti is going to be on, is on set, or he's already there, and it'll be interesting to see after the fact if he had maybe some input or... Right. It's kind of cool to see, just because it's like a, a different atmosphere, completely different from yeah. what the EC, DCEU has going on. Right. Where, you know, they're kind of like angling for position and trying to get the jobs and trying to beat out everybody. We, we, there's an inclusive atmosphere. It's a very over, uh, family, like a family atmosphere yeah. in a way. And, and, we, and we know, and we know the criticism on Marvel is that... You know, sometimes they're they're limiting in terms of like the creative control and the artistic vision of the director. You know, very famously with Edgar Wright and the Ant Man project. Mm. But you know, they are trying to manage this giant, massive property. 
Um, so I kind of I kind of understand why, and that's maybe an unfortunate um, evil that, that just has to exist. But yeah. yeah, it seems like they are very inclusive, and like everyone's yep. having a great time. How often do you hear like of turmoil on an MCU set? Like, like hardly ever. Where it's pretty much almost all we hear about with DC, unfortunately. <laughs> DC is like the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, they're like the Knicks or the Bulls, and like the MCU is like the Spurs, you know, <laughs> or, or like, uh, you know, um, I don't know, another like the Raptors maybe, like it, like it's just a team that that just goes about their business, you know, yeah. the Pacers. Um, all right, moving on, uh, and we're gonna drop this image again into the thread with the podcast. Um, actually, I'll probably try to put it on SoundCloud as well, but it'll definitely be on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Neil before pod. Um, and that's Ooh, Neil, in... Neil girl. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> it's April Fool's man, not Valentine's. This is 50 <laughs> shades of darker of great. What the shit? What? What is that movie and book? Five fifty shades darker. What's going on? I don't know. 50 first dates. I'm not going to. Yes. Yes. Oh, man, what if they mashed up those two things? <laughs> Can you make two things that are already not good worse? I don't know. It's eh. not like math. It's not like two negatives <laughs> two multiplied to so a positive. positive. Um, we got an image of Rey mm-hmm. for, you know, as, in terms of The Last Jedi. She looks a little different. And when I say that, she has longer hair. Her hair is down. It's long. It's straight. It's brown. Um, she looks a little more like... I'm tired because I've been training a lot to be a Jedi, <laughs> or a samurai, or a samurai. The the, the pose she's in is like a like one of those classic samurai poses. Oh yeah, yeah, good, good, good eye, good catch. Um, but she definitely has that look, you know, like that, like I've been training. <laughs> yeah, like she just. So we're gonna drop that image on onto the thread if anyone else wants to see it. Uh, I think that image is off a T-shirt that's gonna be available in a, a in Disneyland. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and for a limited time, I think all the proceeds go to UNICEF or some other foundation. Awesome. But yeah, like the first Last Jedi kind of merchandise is hitting, hitting reality. Yeah, it's so, you know, it's so crazy. Just real quick. I mean, flash back to like 1996. <laughs> Remember, like the rumors, like, oh my God, they might make another Star Wars film. Did you hear that? Oh wow, <laughs> Lucas might do another Star Wars film. <gasps> Here's a shot of the ship. Yeah, like, people were freaking out. I remember, like, I literally remember being on the staircase with my friends in, like, middle school. And, like, we would talk about it. Like, we were, like, we'd hop on the AOL and connect and, like... Oh, wow. <clears throat> and, like, go to, like, the Star Wars rumors page or whatever. Super nerds. A bygone era. And, um... And look at where we are now, man. It's just... It's so crazy. One, the, the movie, the Star Wars movies that everyone was waiting for turned out to be the prequels. So first of all, that. <laughs> Secondly, that that didn't just kill it right then and there. Like, that didn't kill Star Wars. Yeah. Wow. We're lucky that that happened. And then now look at where we are now. And it's just like, wow, wow, wow. I, I can't believe it. It is crazy to think how far everything has come. Um, that being said. And I'm going to give you a lot of room here. Mm-hmm. One area where we have not come far enough, at least yet, and maybe this will be the film that changes <laughs> that, uh, but live-action transition of manga or anime. 
Oh, yeah. To a live-action platform, especially film-wise, especially American-produced <laughs> film, leaves a lot to be desired. And you are going to see Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. Starring Scarlett Johansson. Starring Scarlett Johansson, uh, who um, we talked about earlier with Black Widow. Uh, I'm a big Scarlett Johansson fan. I know you're a big Scarlett Johansson fan. She, I really, I like even Lucy. I liked Lucy. Um, ah, still haven't seen it. It's, I mean, it's uneven, but I like it. Uh, it's kind of dumb, but it's fun. Mm. Uh, you know, she's fantastic in the Avengers. She's she's great in a, a bunch of other things. Just a slew of films that she's in. I think Scoop. She's in Scoop. That's a movie <laughs> she's in. Is good. Anyway, I'm. But you're going to see Ghost in the Shell, and yeah. not not just because you're a Scarlett Johansson fan, but you are a fan of the source material. Yep. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Was it a manga first or an anime first? Manga first. Manga first, yeah. as usual, right? As how that usually works out. Yeah, yeah. But it's it, kind of it, like. Oh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you. I definitely want to. I just want to kind of set the scene real quick. Yeah. Uh, so it was a manga first, but definitely a definitive anime film, especially for American audiences, right there with Akira. Mm-hmm. Kind of, those films are considered some of the most prominent in terms of introducing anime to the American audience. Um, also, very influential, Ghost in the Shell influenced uh, um, The Matrix. Yeah, by a lot. Um, I think it it influenced the Total Recall remake that they had made that nobody mm-hmm. saw. Um, <laughs> What's up, Colin Farrell? <laughs> you can't carry that shit. Where you at, Bullseye? Hmm? Where you at? Um, come at me on Twitter, man. Oh, shit. Come Another call out. Um, it's, it's influenced a bunch of things. Um, I think even the... the uh, oh, What the hell is that other movie that no one saw? Not Cloud Atlas, but the other one. Oh, uh, Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending? Ascending. Yeah. Right. So... Um, but yeah, you're, you, you're a big Ghost in the Shell fan. What, what are your hopes and what are your fears going into this film? Ooh, um, well, my hopes are that uh, people actually go see it because this looks like, like you were saying, one of the first actual. We're actually trying to make a good movie adaptations of an anime franchise, or anime or manga franchise. It like the ones that have been live action in the past, like the Dragon Ball one. Yeah, that came out like about what, that? years ago now. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh. Um, yeah, nobody ever mentions that about whitewashing, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, you have to be a good movie apparently <laughs> to get no, <laughs> talked about. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, I, I hope people go see it just because this franchise, like you said, it's it's one of the anchor franchises for Western audiences in anime. Um, yeah, what I really am kind of trepidatious about is that uh, in one of the trailers, I kind of heard them, like one character speaking was calling himself Kuze, and that's a character from uh, one, of the, one of the anime series. Like, they have a couple seasons uh-huh. for anime. Sh- on, on, um, on Netflix, you can go see them. It's called Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, and, and Second Gig, stuff like that. Um, it, yeah, he's, he's not from the original movie, which oh. I think they're trying to do. And so I think they might be trying to patch together some different um, plot lines, maybe. Yeah. plot lines. Which, but, can, which I mean, can get messy. Uh, Spider-Man yeah. three, um, at, the, at the same yeah. But. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man two. Like, see, I can shit on Spider-Man. I, I know, I know they're not always good, guys. You shoot anyway. them with. Uh, with, with. Yeah, no. <laughs> at, 
the same time, though, I mean, this is a property where the, the original the original property, the original manga, kind of has its own storyline. And then the movie was kind of its own storyline. The shows are def- definitely their own storyline, too. So it's uh, it's open to that. I mean, this is kind of like comics in a way where any kind of uh, run is like its own limited kind of uh, narrative. So I'm not that worried about the – unless it's a huge fuck-up. Unless it's like – unless it's all – all everywhere with the story. I think they can pretty much stitch together what they want to say. And I think you were telling me before that a lot of the, con- a lot of the criticisms have been kind of on the social aspect of it. Right. Yeah. Cause of the whitewashing thing and, and the casting choices and so on. That's yeah. And that's where we're talking about off air. Um, I'm really excited to have you see it. Um, yeah. Because I want to know what your opinion is. Plus this is, this is in your wheelhouse. So, you know, I think I'll get a better sense because the mm. criticisms that I am seeing so far, they're they're generally negative on the film, but it's again from a social perspective, they're not really separating the social sort of um, the backlot drama regarding the film and the actual film. Yeah, and that's so... that's concerning. I mean, if anything, films are like one of the only art forms where you know you're supposed to let them play by their own rules and. And have them kind of set the tone, set the world, almost like a GM in a D and D game, kind of, right. or a DM. Like you set the set the tone, set the rules, and like let, let the story play through. Then criticize what happened. But um, yeah, it's really weird. I don't know. I'm with two minds about it. I don't want to get too kind of like hot takey. On no, I mean, no, dude, go get hot, go <laughs> but, volcano. So I, I was down to see this second I heard Scarlett Johansson was cast um, because that's who I thought should play the major, uh, Major Motoko Kusanagi. Uh, if they ever made one. Uh, since the early rumors that they were thinking about making one, I was like, Scarlett Johansson, definitely. She fits the bill. She's like one for one, a complete uh, uh, visual representation of who the major is. And if they change the name, that's kind of weird. Okay, whatever, we'll go with it. But I was in when I heard Scarlett Johansson. Right. Um, so I think the big thing is that everybody's saying, oh, it should have been an Asian actress. It should have been Ming-Na Wen or somebody. I don't know... Um, I think the, the the hearts and minds of the, of people who make this criticism is in the right place. You know, people do need different ethnicities do need representation. More representation, right? Because yeah, it, it's hard to see yourself um, in a positive light if you don't see yourself, you know, represented on screen. Right. It, it's it's so that's a whole another podcast. But uh, <laughs> well, no, and then we're both Hispanic, so like this is like yeah. a real thing. And and just real quick, you know, when when um. When they cast Star Wars Rogue One, um, oh my God, I'm, uh, Cassian, uh, Captain Cassian, uh, yeah. played by uh, Diego uh, Luna. Diego Luna. <laughs> I kept saying, I, I couldn't remember his first name, Diego Luna. Oh man, I'm getting so much trouble for that. Uh, <laughs> but like the, the response after the fact the movie came out was so great. I kept seeing a lot of stories, um, a lot of news stories about how a lot of like, Mexican parents and and even grandparents like saw the film and they got like really touched by yeah. the fact that they saw the leader like a leader character, you know, a hero uh, being played by a Mexican actor. And, and, and I mean, that's great. That's fantastic. We definitely need more of that. Yeah. So, and, so and, we're not not trying to I know you're not trying to dismiss that. Right. No. And sci fi and like comics are definitely a place where this can happen. Right. Because their ethnicity isn't the most, it's the most interesting thing about them. It doesn't define who they are as a character. Right. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does this to the T. That, that I don't think any one of those characters has been defined by their ethnicity. Right. They're, they're defined by their capability and how well they work together. Um, and it sounds like 
people who make this criticism about the, about the movie coming up, Ghost in the Shell, they want the opposite. They just want an Asian actress in there. Okay, cool. Have an Asian actress as a major. Is she a Japanese one? Do you want a Japanese actress as a major? Because that's not Ming-Na Wen. That's who I've heard a lot. Right. She's Chinese. She's Chinese-American. Right. It's not the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like... Uh, so uh, Hikaru Sulu in the new Star Treks is played by um, John Cho, right? Right. From Harun, Harun Kumar. Yeah. He's, he's Korean. So a Korean playing a Japanese, is that okay just because he's Asian? How far deep do you want to go on this? How far does you? How far do you care about representation? <laughs> oh, I'm loving this, man. I I think that's a great point. Um, yeah, it's like you can't just half ass your so your social justice, right? Yeah, which is or, what. Or, yeah. Yeah, at least be informed. At least kind of understand the context of what you're criticizing. Because let me go back to this ancient kind of argument people make with anime. It's like the Sailor Moon argument. It's like, oh, why is, she, why is she Japanese? And then she looks like, you know, she has blonde hair and blue eyes. She, she does, but, but that comes from a different place. That comes, your kind of interpretation of that is through the lens of ethnicity and not through the lens of, oh, we need to make her interesting and stand on the page so the young readers can, you know, see her immediately know who she is in comic book form. It's it carried over to the anime because that's how it does. I mean, you, you got to save people to the source material. And I would make the argument that anime characters look anime. They don't look any certain ethnicity. It, right. It goes back to, you know, <laughs> I don't want to throw verisimilitude out there, but that's what it is. We're just trying to represent a human. And, you know, the story is set wherever it's set. It, it's, it's so weird that people get so up in arms about this and then they don't, like, fully understand what context they're talking about. I think it's especially interesting, and this is something I know Ig and I have touched on. I feel like you and I have touched on it a little bit as well, but it's just it's it, it, it serves in manga and anime and in cartoon art form and is and in comic books for sure as well. A lot of times when you have, and especially with the sci-fi genre, where like for instance, what I think of Miyazaki, um, like if I look at a, a Ponyo, right. Mm-hmm. I don't look at those characters as any particular ethnicity. Like they might be Japanese or they might, I don't, I don't know. I never really, they're just characters that exist in the Miyazaki universe to me. And that's what I feel makes them so cross like generational in a way. And then, but like also they have no, that's what, that's what makes their broad appeal. So, so large. Um, because that's, yeah, that's the power of this medium. It's a power you get to choose. You get to create the universe that you're telling your story in. Right. And, and, and as an audience, you can identify like because you might be you might be a Japanese little girl and you might see Ponyo and you think, like, yeah, me. And then you might be an American little girl and you go, yeah, me, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. And but I think it's important to have that kind of stuff, too, like where. Especially where these things are, they're not. They're not literal physical representations of anything. They're they're drawn on a page. <laughs> um, I think it's. I just think it's really interesting. Yeah, I think you've made a really excellent point there. Yeah. Um, well, I try. No, no. I, I I I really like the idea of like how far do you want to dig? Like how how firmly are you going to plant your feet in the ground? Right. I I just I would love to go up to somebody who's like, oh, it's completely whitewashed. I'm going to boycott it. Like, all right, name at least three Japanese actresses right now. Because money where your mouth is. 
But not only that, I don't, you know, I'm going to, and you're going to hear me type. So if you want to talk through this, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but I'm not sure what the, what the budget is for um, Ghost in the Shell, uh-huh. which I'm looking up right now. Um, it looks expensive. It, it looks, looks like expensive. They... And, you know, if you can tie Scarlett Johansson to the film, she's a box office draw. Yeah, then that's great. Like that's right. I mean, it's they're trying. They're trying to actually. It seems like somebody's invested in this property who really cares about this property. And it's not the. It's not like any of these video game movies that can kind of came out in the early two thousands. Where like Uwe Boll kind of took anything that Ubisoft had right. and kind of made a, a tax write off movie. Uh, it's not that they really did. It looks like they have really good set pieces. It looks like they really care about the costuming. And I'm 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 psyched for it. A hundred and ten million, a hundred and ten million dollar budget. That is yeah. a lot of money. What well, my point is is that if you got one of those three Japanese actresses that you want people to name, uh-huh. uh, okay, uh, are you going to be able to make your money back in America on a world market? I don't know. You're going to probably have a hard time, and I know that sucks. Like that's not how you want it to be, and we do have to make steps to make other. You know, Japanese and, and Asian, especially Asian and Hispanic uh, actors and actresses as a whole more uh, have a larger stage, so to speak, in terms mm. of film. We do need to get there with stuff like Rogue One, going to help a lot. Right. Um, but it, it's not. Yeah, it's it's a nerve to me. It's 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 funny because they are always saying, "Oh, Scott Johansson shouldn't be playing this," but then did you see who's playing Aramaki? Did you see that they cast Beat Takeshi? One of the Japanese legends of like action cinema, right? As Aramaki, no, they don't. They don't care. Yeah, it's it's really going to be interesting. We'll definitely come back on this, um, back on this story once the film comes out, uh, once we get the full, you know, box off, the weekend box office and so on. See exactly mm-hmm. how it does. See what the the critical response is going to be, and and then you know revisit this conversation and also just to hear you know what your thoughts are. Yeah, um, I'm really I'm really glad that. That, um, that you brought up those points, though, because I, I think that is important. You know, we need to stay. I'm really, bit- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I didn't get my Twitter handle. So <laughs> yeah. all the hate can come into you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, uh, Colin Farrell and everybody else. First year fiction majors. Yeah, all you called them out earlier. Um, yeah, first year fiction majors, which was us at one point. So. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, that actually covers it for the week. Um, it's it's yeah, man. What a, I'm telling you though, I'm still tired. I don't know what the hell happened at the that, beginning uh, of that. Although, uh, to be fair, kind of want to go back. Bernie Sanders as the president was pretty dope. Free health care. I mean, not gonna sneeze at that. Literally, because I have health care. Yeah, this is the worst timeline. The, <laughs> the darkest, darkest timeline. We're in the darkest timeline. But at least we have good Marvel films. I don't know. Huh. Oh, man. Actually, this just came. Right now, it's just a rumor. We'll touch Breaking on this news? as this story comes on. Yeah. <laughs> I, so apparently somebody over at Sony has sort of hinted that after the second Spider-Man Homecoming film, which right now is, by the way, tentatively titled Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, no. Right off the bat, No. Do not know. That's a placeholder. Please tell me that's a placeholder. That is terrible. Do not name the film that. Um, But whatever. 
Uh, that supposedly that Spidey's interaction with the MCU was going to end after that. What? And I'm just like, uh, I mean, this is the darkest timeline. I don't think that's the right move. I'm not saying like you need to be super involved in the MCU, but like, and I get that you want to tell your own story, and apparently they have this whole Harry Potter arc that they're going to try to work on. I get it, but like, he's a wizard. You t- yeah, he's a wizard. You don't want them to don't cut off the fucking lifeline to the MCU, man. Like that's. That's a terrible idea. That's a hit machine over there. Don't that doesn't make any sense. It's like it, Motown in the sixties. It's like it's like Tito Jackson going, you know what? <laughs> I don't need this Michael Jackson jerk weighing me down. I'ma do my own thing. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> Who is this kid anyway? Man. Just like wrong move. That's all I'm saying. Um but we'll cover that more, uh see if the rumor has any legs in the future uh until then the fortress of potitude is closed stay super everyone 